Howdy, craft beer lovers. We are back after a long hiatus. Welcome to the Hop and Barrel Happy Hour. I'm Brian. And I'm Justin. We're here with producer Casey. That's me. The Hop and Barrel Happy Hour is brought to you by Blind Ninja Studios in beautiful River Falls, Wisconsin. Before we get started, we'd like to give a shout out to the Black Belt patrons Andy Thompson, Bjorn Bjornsson, Tyler Romanski, Brian Jones, Devin Stinson, Phil Feldman, Dakota, and Hop and Barrel. You can support Blind Ninja Studios on Patreon at patreon.com backslash Blind Ninja Studios or by following the patron link at the bottom of the homepage at blindninjastudios.com. So this is episode 15, uh, which includes news and updates about the Hop and Barrel Brewery from October 11th to October 25th. Justin? Yes, Brian. I thought this was... (laughs) You didn't, you didn't prepare a question. No, I thought this was you. It says, uh, hey, Brian, on it. You've always, we, we, you always <laughs> ask the question. All right. Uh, hey, Brian. Yes. What's your favorite cut of steak? Porterhouse. Oh, easy answer. Yeah. That's a cheater answer. I had one of those last It's a bad question, actually. Did you? <laughs> I did. Yeah, but it's a cheater answer. What? It was good. Yeah, but like, I mean, what, what part of the porterhouse do you like? <laughs> the part with meat. Because it, it's, it's like two steaks in one. Yeah. It really is. It was a big steak. It was delicious. Uh, should we get into the episode here? So I'm mad about listen, your steak choice. T- <laughs> I think he's very happy with the steak choice. I was very happy with the steak choice. So today, we're like as a discussion topic, so let's think about this as we crack open a beer in a second here. But we're going to talk about IBU, or International Bitterness, Bittering? Term bitterness, of the day, IBU. Bittering units in beer, IBU. But first, let's do what we do best and crack open a beer. Ooh, you guys are out of practice, but that was perfect. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Today we are pouring. I was, I was supposed to be a compliment. Okay, <laughs> but I'll take. Jeez. <laughs> uh, today we're pouring the Earth Rider Brewery's uh, Superior Pale Ale. So I think this is a good intro to IBU. So we can kind of talk about that a little bit. But this beer pours. A kind of a straw yellow. Oh, I don't have the patented beer light. Uh, on. Sorry, the patented man. beer light is not on. Uh, is a white head. A uh, little bit of. Uh, no, nah, I wouldn't. Don't know if I would call it haze necessarily, but there's a little bit of. Uh, well, maybe there's a little bit of haze. Pop haze. Pop perhaps, haze. Yeah. But it's definitely not uh, clear. Uh, we're looking at the head sticking around pretty good. I'm giving it a swirl in the glass. Very nice fresh hop character. These glasses are nifty. They are. These are Michael Congdon, uh, Mike the Slice, the uh, world class uh, professional world. weightlifter. Yeah, he's uh, a power third lifter. or what? First strongest man in the world for his weight class, I believe. He won two weight classes. Yes. Yeah. No, did he? Mm-hmm. He won the bo- the one above him by just just beating, performing better than everyone. Beating in the weight everyone. That's usually how you win. Oh. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. he also is a very talented uh, bartender and uh, apparently glass etcher because we are drinking out of some steins. Uh, but uh, Earthrider pits this one at 40 IBUs to get back to the, the term we were going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wish we, like, I, I should have grabbed another IPA out of the fridge well, I think, so we can compare IBUs. I think the important thing for our listeners is IBUs is something sometimes people probably used to more than lately get caught up in, but it's a factor of how much bitterness. But it's really only useful if you're talking the same brewery using the same measurements because it doesn't compare 40 IBUs to an Earthrider beer isn't going to necessarily taste like 40 IBUs to a hop and barrel beer. Mm-hmm. But 
at the same and with the same stroke, like you could have two Hoffman Barrel beers with the same IBUs that are not going to be the same bitterness level. And that's the point. There's it's a mathematical calculation that's done on when the hops are added to a boil. Mm -hmm. But when you add them also changes how they're perceived. Those numbers for those individual hops aren't always accurate because you're not lab testing everything you're throwing into a batch. You just have kind of a generalized standards for the harvest for that year. So there's simply too many variables to really be a practical application of taste. It's more of a general guideline of a range of where a given beer is going to pop in at. Right. And, and what we run into nowadays are zero IBU IPA because all hops are added after flame out. Any hops added after flame out do not count to the IBU. Uh, 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 you know, you're waving your hand. Yeah, it's, that's not that's not accurate with the latest hop science. Like, I don't know how deep you guys want to go here. But they're not, not accurate. Very. <laughs> <laughs> the, the point is, they're not accurate to the calculation that's been accepted. Mm -hmm. They may be accurate to a flavor perception, but right. that just means yeah. the calculation needs to be updated. So well, yeah, because isomerization can now happen. Uh -huh. Yeah. Right. What's but what's what's better? Like, uh, you know, is is the beer. Is the beer too hoppy, or is it, you know? Well, uh, and then you're then you're using the term too hoppy when people mean too bitter. Right. Exactly. Right. So, so which one is which one is which? You That's, walk into a brewery, and I mean, since since you know, working and running a brewery, I've become much more than I was when I was home brewing on distinguishing between bitter and hoppy, and using hoppy as a flavor indicator and mm. bitter. Not that it's a flavor indicator, but it's more of a perception indicator. Correct. So we're talking about perceived bitterness then, right? We are. Exactly. Which has a whole other thing it opens up of what can affect that, from water to boil time and all this other stuff, too. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. No, we've solved all the world's problems. <laughs> IBU is not a good way. <laughs> yeah, there but, should be there should be a perceived uh, like bitterness scale, right? I mean... There kind of is. I, I don't know. What is it? The Brewers Association sort of has, like, their their perceived bitterness but i think the useful thing is for our listeners who are traveling brewery to brewery and seeing ibu out there you know what it means as international bittering unit and in general it's an indicator of how that beer is going to bite not necessarily the flavor behind it right or if the hops are floral or citrusy or you know stone fruit mm -hmm. or whatever like that's honestly and that's more up to you i mean there is a vocabulary that's fairly common that we can talk about that we can all sort of agree on but i mean it's kind of up to the individual to really uh put into perspective what they so like so when when you guys are visiting a new brewery and you look at the the beer board um do you take ibu into account no no you can tell by the generally by the name of the style you know if it's if it says West Coast IPA, I'm like, I, I'm pretty sure I know what I'm in for, which is a good way to kind of almost calibrate the brewery in your mind. Like, do they make a, a decent West Coast style IPA? Um, I think, you know, it's it's uh, something that has a good variance of flavor, whereas the, you know, like your hazy IPA, I think they all taste the same. And if that's what you want, then go for it. Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. usually start with a West Coast IPA or a lager and mm -hmm. um, yeah, see, see their lightest beer, yeah. the cleanest beer, just to see how Can, the place we, is. Yeah, we see like a canary beer. So like, yep. like beer-flavored beer, how did they do it? Is, it? is it clean? Is it crisp? Like what are we talking about here, you know? Lager. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was today's industry tech term, international 
bittering unit. And thank you, Earthrider, for making an amazing pale ale. Yeah, this is very tasty. Superior pale ale, if you don't have it at your local, ask for it. Generally, that helps a brewery out. Uh, so, anything else, IBU? Anybody? No? We're nope. good? Okay, cool, cool. Let's get into some sales news for Hop and Barrel here. Ooh. Uh, we are very, very proud to announce that we yes. will be uh, uh, pushing our beer at the St. Cloud State Homecoming, which is versus the Gophers, the Golden Gophers of Minnesota. It's a tailgate party on the 16th uh, right up there in St. Cloud, which is a, a market we push in uh, quite a bit. Uh, yeah, this is, uh, you got to keep in mind, it's St. Cloud State. This is all about hockey, and mm-hmm. it is, we're, we're the exclusive beer at the tailgate party all day at the Herb Brooks National Hockey Center. Beautiful facility. We Gorgeous. got a little tour of it. It is. It is. It has all the dressings of a pro- of a professional arena. Um, beautiful. The team's facility. amazing this year. So that too. That should be interesting. Pretty sure it's on TV. Or if you get up there, uh, stop mm-hmm. in and see us. We'll be in the parking lot. Uh, yes. Hopefully, we can get into the game. They, they weren't very clear <laughs> on that. We're not quite sure. They were not. <laughs> you guys spend a lot of time just hanging out in parking lots at places. We do. We were actually having a conversation. <laughs> what are we going to do all day? We're not allowed to actually pour. Like uh, the two of us are not <laughs> allowed to to pour or sell. So we just have to stand there all day and. Uh, so it was the same thing when we had... Can either of you juggle? <laughs> Worked on it. <laughs> we could just bring a disc golf basket and huck yeah. putts at the thing all day. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out. It'll be fun. It's going to be a fun day. They there's all- there's going to be some real busy times. There's going to be some downtime, but it'll be some folks around us, some some good folks, some volunteers and that up there that are going to be actually pouring. Yeah, and they, beer, joking so. aside, they've got events. There's a 10K. Yeah. There's a soccer game. There's, Music in the parking yep. lot. It's, it's a whole uh, deal. Yep. Um, which is going to be really fun. But, you know, like we kind of like to do, as usual, every time there's one event, there might as well be three. We like to stack them. Uh, Osceola Brewfest is also happening on Saturday the 16th, October this month. If you're in that area, check it out. Yeah, this kind of a fun and growing event. Mm-hmm. Um, they've done it at least, you know, they focused in the last three years. I think it's been going on a little longer, but it's a very local-focused, locally-run kind of celebration of local breweries. Um, I'll say they've really upped the game in the last couple of years, and not just bias because we they, they do a people's choice, which we don't really care for too much. We did win last year, but it's not, you know, they, they spread the love, put it that way. They do a good job at that. Um, but it's, uh, it's for a good cause. It supports a lot of local breweries. I know, um, pretty much everyone in the area is going to be there. So it's just kind of a fun time to hang out in a gorgeous town and drink some local beer. Absolutely beautiful town. Uh, bluffs. And And it is, it's in the parking area behind, uh, PYs and the post, um, the post office for anyone traveling through town. You really can't miss it. Got it. So now the last item of business, but Yes, uh, we have Certainly a not the least. cool event, uh, a sampling in Somerset at the Legion. Um, we're going to get on tap there for the fall with Minnesconsin, but we're doing a kind of a benefit sampling for the Legion, the Auxiliary Heirs. Um, trying a few of our beers on the 20th that evening. They're selling tickets to fundraise for the different uh, charities they reach out to and things they do. So if oh, you're wow. interested, you're in the Somerset area, Wednesday the 20th, I'll be there uh, sampling and talking about our beers. Very cool. Excellent. All right, moving on to taproom news. Uh, well, uh, it appears that uh, I am turning forty this year, <gasps> and we, I, 
Wait, I gotta get a picture, God, get a picture of Casey's of face right now. You guys want to check out the Instagrams? Uh, follow us on Instagram, <laughs> and you can see some of the shenanigans from today. Uh, there's a very large dog in the studio, as as per Studio Dog Lando is here. Brian, uh, Master Flycatcher. Yes. Were you born with the beard? Yeah, I was actually. <gasps> was born with the beard. Uh, so this is the greatest trick I've ever pulled, which is to say that. If I invite everyone to the brewery for my birthday, which I do every year, uh, then I only have to do one birthday thing. And then they come by, and they can buy my beer. Or our beer, for that matter. So, it's the greatest tick- trick the Brian ever pulled. Shouldn't have probably given that. <laughs> probably <laughs> given that one away. I mean, the, but, like, there is a greater trick that was pulled on the Brian. Which is what? Which is when you showed up to the your birthday one year, and there was a bunch of shirts with your face on them. Oh, oh that was... That's not happening this year, I can assure you. <laughs> or else I'm in the dark on it, but something else. <laughs> but yeah, it, there is one hanging over there in the studio. Maybe we get yeah. a picture of that later, but... And it is actually your birthday on the day this year, too. This isn't just a celebration there. It, yeah, it's super random, but we'll have a band. Uh, well, actually, there, there's a gentleman, Nate Olson, will be opening for a, uh, a band I, I like quite a bit called The Haws. And it is uh, sort of like a soulful, like rebel uh, bluegrass type of situation. Uh, and then Nate Olson will strum around and yodel. Uh, or whatever he does. And uh, Takiro Paisanos mm-hmm. should be there. I know fall schedules get a little tricky with food trucks, not calling anyone out, but they... Uh, super nice taco truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, huge fan. Very good tacos. Yes. I'm yes. uh, a huge fan. Um, so, yeah, swing on down to my birthday. Uh, sometimes people say no gifts. I say bring as many gifts as you want. That's totally fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Don't. Don't bring Jägermeister, please. Don't bring Jägermeister. So much Jägermeister. Oh, my God. (laughs) Anyway, moving on from Taproom News. Brewery news for this quadrant of uh, the, uh, you know, this, I'm sorry, this time, this area, this Time and place. This time and place. Sure does. Uh, Brewery news. Uh, Spring Valley location is is cruising along. Now, when when was this sort of an idea? When was this a twinkle in our eye, Spring Valley uh, Hoppin' Barrel? May? I feel like it was more like April. April, May. Yeah, maybe April. Yeah, April, May. uh, In any case, uh, we have made an excellent hire in Brewer Jason Paul. uh, Doing a great job for us. He's uh, really not needing any hand-holding at all. No, Jason's an amazing human, and I can't wait to see um, what he kind of unleashes down there. We've kind of given a little, you know, we... We had a few people in mind for the brewing spot, so we probably had a mm-hmm. little more hand in the first few batches coming out. But um, by the time things get opened at the end of the, you know, this fall, and uh, the first few beers are through, he's going to have a lot of creative control, and it's exciting to see what he's planning. I think it's really important for him to have that control, especially since it's a remote, more remote site for yeah. us, uh, for us to kind of get down there. Um, but. but- more specifically, um, we are definitely on track for brewing starting this week. Um, we'll be making an announcement soon about uh, opening and that type of thing, but brewing and production is going to start by the end of this upcoming week. We'll talk more in the next episode, but uh, we're, awesome. we'll, we'll tease end of November. How about that? Uh, some batches that we're planning. Uh, I mean, we've got what? Uh, we had an ingredient sent down for, was it for all 11? 
initial batches or yeah we have uh 11 beers 15 turns planned i mean we could tease but i think actually there's no point in hiding it one of the cool things that spring valley is going to let us do is get a sour program not kettle sours but actual and mix, an actual mixed fermentation mixed and ferm- brett uh specifically a bread ipa mm-hmm. rolling right away um you can probably expect that ipa before new year um won't be right out the door. That takes a little more time, but it does. The the, the Britannomyces yeast uh, takes a little bit of time to chew through the sugars. But um, speaking of sours, we've kind of got uh, an inter- interesting shift on things going in um, uh, in Hudson with our split. Oh matches. yeah, so, yeah. We we do. We've got a couple of uh, what are the four barrel four barrel fermenters that we've we've been kind of working on split batch. Yeah. So we've. Uh, I'd say they're taproom exclusive. So what we do is we brew a slightly smaller batch, split it between the two tanks, and then either throw different hops or yeast at it. We uh, experimented first with Beer Can Island to bring it back and then did a sour version. And on now, we have a gorgeous porter and a sour version of that porter going on. Well, by the time you hear this, probably about a week. So by your birthday, it should be on. Sure, and we're doing some, uh, we've got some, you know, you go to the coffee shop, you can get a pump of vanilla or whatever in your coffee now. We've got uh, a few different types of pump, and those will vary. So we've been kind of working with uh, Woodruff. Uh, Raspberry is out. That got hit hard. A and a lime right now. Lime right now. We'll get some other stuff in there. Cherry is one of them that we're sort of working on, and there's going to be some interesting riffs on those beers in each of those different kegs as far as infusions go, and you can get... Like a single pump of something for the sours, uh, right? Correct yeah. for the sours in 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 your beer, um, and uh, what's ooh the uh, dunkel too? Yes. So dunkel uh, is the German word for dark beer. So this is you know simply like a dark lager. Uh, I believe we're trying to infuse it with CBD, uh, which should be really interesting, and then it will have notes of orange and cranberry. We're gonna call it Rip Van Winkle because it'll make you sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> Dark beer CBD, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's how she goes. So yeah, that's the news for split batches. Uh, and then another tease, I guess. What what's uh, some Spring Valley beers that we're kind of working on right away? So uh, the one the one striking a local chord is the Corn Drive Lager. Which we did a light beer before, and this is more instead of trying to be Coors, this is like Bush Light. Trying to make a Bush Light. Uh, but I no, believe it, it's called Bush Latte. Yes, it is uh, actually. But no, uh, Corn Drive and then a Lakeless Pale Ale. Um, Fillmore County has claimed to fame in Minnesota of being the only county without a lake. And uh, people down there kind of pride themselves on that. So Lakeless Pale Ale will be another one. Um, but a little funky, we've got a new take on Hazy we're jumping into right away. And then... Um, Something we're calling, I don't know how to describe this. I like to call it an anti-seltzer, but we're calling it mixology for now. But it is a 10 to 12%. (laughs) (laughs) Someone's excited. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But kind of a behind-the-bar exclusive down there, and this is what got the different flavors infused. So um, Mm. the venue down there, and and, a lot of it's developed since the last time we did one of these, it's going to be a bit more of a nightlife music venue as well so this will give an uh an option to have this base alcohol and then mix it with different flavors to recreate mixed drinks behind the bar that are flavored that way but Mm -hmm. if you want something that tastes like a long island or a jack fire or fireball depending which state you're from same thing they're the same thing (laughs) are they no but they are Mm. 
anyway, a few different kind of a sipping beers is the best way to put it. Right. Uh, yeah, I can't remember. I had a thing I was going to say, but now I don't remember. It seems like there's a look in your face like you had a beer you wanted to talk about. That's just a few. There's a couple more. There are, yeah. No, I definitely had ordered lots of interesting flavorings from uh, the company that we kind of get that stuff from. So that should be cool. Yeah. I think that's about it for this uh, period of time here, these two weeks, 10, 11, uh, October 11, October 25. So I guess we'll wrap it on up. Uh, if you folks uh, really appreciate you guys tuning in to us and our shenanigans and... If you have any questions or comments or what have you, send us an email at info at hopandbarrelbrewing.com. You can find our beer in northwestern Wisconsin and all around the Twin Cities area. If your local establishment doesn't have our beer on tap or on the shelf, please ask them. This really helps us out because, unfortunately, we cannot ship beer to individuals. You can find Hop and Barrel on Facebook at Hop and Barrel Brewing. And follow us on Instagram at Hop and Barrel so you can see some of the... The crap that's going on in the studio that's insane, like the dog barking and such. Uh, you can also send a message to feedback at blindninjastudios.com and find them on Facebook at Facebook, facebook.com backslash blindninjastudios and follow on Twitter at blind underscore ninja. We'll see you next time. <laughs>